News and interviews from your community every morning on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Very glad to see you on the radio. Mark Lawrence here. Rob Center is our fabulous producer. He's why the archive is full up in the podcast page. And he makes sure that every interview that we conduct on WKOK goes on the WKOK podcast page. It's got the Steve Jones Show on it, all our on-the-mark programs, special interviews, news uh, briefings that we put the whole thing up on there. And uh, it's just a great place to go if you'd like to learn a lot more about life in these United States. On the news line with us now, Jeffrey Tropp is here. Jeff Tropp, or Professor Tropp, as they refer to him on campus, is here. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, Mark. Thanks so much for having me on the program. He's a professor of geology at Bucknell University and is one of the board members of the Lynn Conservancy. I'm not sure if we ever shook hands, but I guarantee you we've been in the same room a couple of times uh, going to different things. So, yeah, thanks for checking in. Uh, You particularly are going to talk about today a fossil dig that's taking place at Fairler Lake. So let's mention that at the beginning and the end of our conversation. And in the middle, we'll talk about the whys and why this is uh, uh, very important. Uh, so please, the fossil dig, Jeff. You bet. So the community fossil dig is sponsored by the Lynn Conservancy, which strives to protect uh, local environments. To date, we've protected over 1,600 acres of forests, meadows, stream banks, and wetlands throughout Snyder, Union, Northumberland, and Lycoming counties. And the community fossil dig provides a safe way for anyone, children, adults, to unearth ancient fossils preserved in the local bedrock and learn about those fossils from geologists who will be on site. And central Pennsylvania is a truly incredible location for paleontology. The local bedrock exposes ancient coral reefs, ancient coal swamps, ancient deep marine environments, so these very diverse environments. And these hosted remarkably diverse plants and animals that range from 450 million years to 250 million years old. So we can really look at deep time changes in environment and life. And at this fossil dig site, folks will be able to discover marine fossils that are approximately 385 million years old. And this site in the past has yielded clams and oysters, snails and squid, corals, and even trilobites, an extinct animal that's broadly related to modern arthropods insects. Well, and I think when we're going back in time and we're looking at this, give us a sense of how far back we're looking. You know, we we always say, okay, we're going to study history. In 1860, this or that happened. Give us a sense of the timeline we're talking about here. Right. So the life that we'll be looking at, 385 million years old, to paleontologists, that, that's not too far back, actually. So we have evidence of life extending back to over 3 billion years old. So the evolution of these diverse animals in the last half billion years is actually relatively recent in the grand scheme of the evolution of life on this planet. And why are we studying, well, first, oh, yeah, let's get back to the Lynn Conservancy. We're going to be on Quarry Road, I believe it's 1 to 5 p.m., is that the correct time? Uh, folks can show up between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. 11, okay. Yep, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And it's it's open to children and adults, and folks should wear sturdy shoes and clothes that can get dirty. 
if they happen to have a hammer and a chisel or a small crowbar, that's actually really helpful to break up the rocks. But we'll have some, some tools on site that folks can borrow as well. All right, and you want to nurture an interest in geology. If this is successful, what will you have accomplished? How is this uh, such a positive endeavor to nurture that particular interest? Absolutely. So. First, we really have much to learn about life on this planet, both today, the present life, and the past life. And fossils allow us to reconstruct how the diverse plants and animals that surround us today really came to be. We're still discovering new species of life, ancient and modern, in the forests, streams, and oceans around us today. And we rely on these diverse organisms in many ways. And understanding how they they respond to changes is really important. So as changes to climate and sea level occur, we can use history to guide decisions that we're making today. So we can look at the past to reconstruct how ecosystems have responded to those changes. Well, it will allow us to do that. And I think if uh, we talked about Joseph Priestley yesterday, he had developed a timeline of the developed world that really only went back about five or 6,000 years. But, uh, you know, he talked about countries that came and went and portions of continents that existed and didn't. So that was noteworthy to see things come and go. And likewise, if you were to make a timeline from the beginning of the Earth, you would see species that came and went and uh, geologic areas that were above water that became underwater. So this idea that we're in some sort of a stationary rock and with a stationary and a finite number of animals and plants and so on that we see today, that's not how you look at things. Not at all. Not at all. Well, the change is the norm through, throughout Earth history. We see lots of change in, in sea level, climate, ecologies, and if we want to understand how modern ecologies are going to respond to change, the ancient is a really good way to do that overall. And it's also just darn fun unearthing a fossil that's been entombed in the Earth for literally tens of millions of years. Well, tens of millions of years ago, what did Snyder County, what did that area look like? Give us a timeline how that region has evolved over there. Yeah, so Western Union County, we have a record in Western Union County that extends back to over 350 million years when it was actually underwater and receiving sediments that were eroded from an enormous mountain range east of where we are here today in central Pennsylvania. So there was an enormous mountain range. The Appalachian Mountains were much larger than they are today. So that area was under marine conditions, and through time, rivers built out into that marine area in Western Union County. So we see a change from marine to river systems, and then relatively recently, just thousands of years ago, there were glaciers just north of, of that location. And we actually see the, the types of rivers that form in front of those glaciers in western Snyder County and western Union County. So it was much colder just thou a few thousand years ago. And now we see warmer conditions and different, different types of, of ecosystems responding to that. As we respond to some of the challenges we face today, how is your geologic knowledge going to help us in that conversation? One of the things we can do is really reconstruct exactly how temperatures have changed. We can make detailed measurements 
in the lab using samples from fossils as well as the sediments that host those fossils to document how temperature changes and the exact pace of that temperature change. And that's one of the, the key things that we've, we've been able to do over the last decade or so is reconstruct how temperatures can vary using ancient records such as these types of fossils and understand what types of organisms respond to those changes. How do they go extinct? When do they go extinct? Where do they migrate to? What sorts of habitats do they shift to? And that's what, that's what we're really able to do today and use that to better understand how ecologies are going to change in response to those to the changes that we see occurring. I think the planet's probably pretty good at this. I'm sure over the uh, millennia we've had uh, times when the Earth was considerably cooler and times when it was considerably warmer. You know, while we worry about what will happen to everything, the planet might be saying, eh, you know, been there, done that. You know, the Earth kind of corrects itself and moves on. You know, is is there a, uh, is that sort of a thought that we can add to this that, you know, I guess the big issue as the planet gets warmer and warmer is that we have to keep riding on it. Absolutely. So, so Earth has been significantly warmer based on the, these types of data sets that we've collected, and, and it's been significantly cooler. There's actually a period of Earth history where almost the entire planet was covered with ice, a period called Snowball Earth, over half a billion years ago. The key, the key question to, to geoscientists is the pace, the pace of change that's occurring today over the past century. Um, you know, how fast that these changes are occurring is is a bit alarming compared to most of the of the changes that we've seen in the past overall. At the same time, we haven't been making those measurements over long periods of, of time. These are just you know over the last cent- century or so. Uh, so we'd like to have longer term data sets to really compare those to, to the deep time past, where we're looking at tens of millions of years to hundreds of millions of years of change. Well, I, I've seen Snowpiercer, so I know how we're going to live if we ice up completely. So I think, I don't know if you've seen that or not, it's a, a fictional uh, uh, story about a train that's in a sub-frozen earth. Well, I also suggest that uh, you talk to Dr. Uh, Martine about getting a Crust is Cool 2 video series going, because I think you have, you have a lot to say about that. Jeff, we'll give you the last word and encourage you to also invite folks out to Quarry Road this Sunday. Absolutely. So just really want to thank you for having me on the show, Mark, and we're really looking forward to meeting folks who are interested in helping the Lynn Conservancy protect the clean air, clean water, and the landscapes that, that we all treasure here in the Susquehanna Valley. And this event is a way to bring folks together for that. LynnConservancy.org. Jeff, thank you so much for all you're doing, and thanks for bringing your message to WKOK today. Uh, we and everybody else will see you out at the quarry on Sunday. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much, Mark. Jeff Drop, professor of geology at Bucknell University, a Lynn Conservancy board member. He'll be at Failer Lake in the Beaver Springs area this Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. along Quarry Road for Fossil Day, sponsored by the Lynn Conservancy. It wraps up a weekend of activities that are happening out at Failer Lake that start today with a grand opening of the new disc golf course. Tomorrow is a closed a pro-am tournament for individuals nationally who are associated with the 
disc golf, but the public can go and spectate that. Then Sunday, Fossil Day, uh, set up out at the quarry out at Failer Lake. The uh, fossils are abundant, so you walk right on them as you head into that whole region. So it's uh, kind of like the Montour Preserves fossil pit. You don't really have to dig for them. You just have to get some of the associated stones and shale away from it. That is Sunday in the Beaver Springs area.